another episode of 252 with your host Frank G, Ralphie D, and Kuwata Kurt. That's the other thing that happened there in 1983 that was a, a big deal was uh, they they dropped the limitations on how many you know how much advertising your cartoon could do. Basically, they, they were allowed to have cartoons based on toy lines, and we got He-Man. G.I. Joe and the Transformers all in quick roll. Yeah. Mm. That was yes. the, the switch over from the, the cartoons that we were getting there into the newer versions where we started to get more licensing going on. Right. Well, whatever yeah, their was. plan was, it worked because I had He-Man, Transformers, and G.I. Joe's aplenty. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I did. That is real. I watched the cartoons. I bought the toys. I had, and those were during the times where, you know, remember when you really tried to get all the characters on the back of the packaging? Yeah. Like you'd oh. buy a toy, look on the back, and you see everybody all posed up. You're like, okay, I gotta get him. I gotta get him. You mark them off. Yes. Mm-hmm. You mark them off, you get them, you pose them up, you got all your guys, and then there'd be some new packaging. Where all these new characters? You're like, where the hell did these people come from? Yeah, they always yeah, yeah, they they gotta, reset in the middle. Like, oh, now I can't get that old Snake Eyes. I just got this new one. Well, okay, I'll get him too. Yeah, I got to get him too. G.I. Joe's was really good for that. Remember after a while, they couldn't fit it, all the characters on the back of the pack, <laughs> packaging. Yeah. So there used to be a little fold-up pamphlet inside, yeah. and you would crack it open and unfold it, and it would have vehicles and bases, and I never once got a base. I remember Don had the Terradrome, and I was like, ooh, because it was huge, and it was a place that and I never had it. You know what we had? We had shoeboxes. We would take our <laughs> yeah. shoeboxes and draw little computers on the walls of the shoe of the shoebox, put little doors on it. Those were my play sets. <laughs> shoe boxes. That worked too. But yeah. Any kind of box. I think shoes I collected more than anything else. I had so many. I had a uh, Yeah, you did. My shit all got thrown away when I left, unfortunately. I still have a lot of my figures, but all my vehicles and ships, that shit all got, she literally threw it away. Oh, you can't be kidding. But that's how it goes. That's why shit is valuable now, because everybody had some dumbass throw their shit away at some point, even though they knew by then that we shouldn't be doing that, you know? They threw away my Mego Batcave in Hall of Justice, dude, in like 1992 when it was already way worth more than throwing away. (laughs) Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, that Batcave, man, was dope. I mean, it really wasn't, but (laughs) it was, it would have been cool as hell. Here's, Here's the question, and this is a complete nerd question. If you could go back in time and take your top five toys that you can have still packaged, that you would have the knowledge, just package this up, put it away. This one's going to be the one for you in 2016. What would be the top five toys that you would have? I I, kind of did that. Myself at the time, it just went horribly wrong when I moved out. <laughs> I mean, remember me keeping stuff in packages a lot, and if not, I would keep the package to put it back into and stuff like that. But uh, I do remember that. Yeah. But let's see. I still have a lot of the packages, and all the toys got thrown away. Dun dun dun! <laughs> oh, 
God, this would have been cool if you would have seen it. Exactly. <laughs> I got a cardboard backing of... <laughs> If you want the, oh, the things that would be most valuable, basically, or the things that would be most sentimental, I mean, like money wise. Uh, either, 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 or, either you, or. Because I feel go, like I got a pricing book, and you can't go wrong with going up to the store and buying five Megatrons and leaving them in the package, which I had to. Yeah. But uh, because they can't make them anymore, because he, they can't sell a gun to kids. They look can't, like a, it can't right, look like gun. a gun. It has to be a funky color. So if they do a replica now, it's like orange and blue. There's literally no more Megatrons going to be made, and those are expensive as shit. So I would say, give me five Megatrons, or maybe four Megatrons and, and a sound wave because uh, I want a sound wave. <laughs> yeah, and especially you being in Detroit, if you had a nice package of Megatron, you can get Calvin Johnson to sign it. <laughs> make it worth more money. Especially now that he's retired. Exactly. So that would be my choice. If I had to pick for uh, ones that I wanted, I'd come up with a better list. But there would still be a Megatron on there because I miss mine. Yeah, I never had Soundwave. I I did have um, Ravage. I had Ravage, and then I I had the, I think I had the knockoff, the the second um, radio or Walkman or whatever it was. Blaster. Yeah, I think I had a blaster. See, they were hard to find out there in 84 and 85. Man, I, all my Transformers I got, I pretty much got when I was in Michigan in the summer where people seemed to care about them less or something. Or maybe it's because we had Toys R Us here and there weren't really well, any in Fairfield until later. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm going to have to disagree for the block because I had everyone pretty much except Megatron. Where'd you get them? I never. I mean, like, what, Kmart's and shit? Because like, I used what? to have to try Mervyn's a lot. It was the only place I could ever find anything. Um, well, as ever, anyone who knows uh, the Cool Water uh, legend, uh, uh, I, was getting them, I, was, I was getting them at long drugs. Oh, okay, right on. <laughs> That's probably up by now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they got your boy, man. They got me. They got me with a pants full of Transformers. Oh, they didn't got me. See, you're the reason That's I couldn't crazy. find yeah. them at the store, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. I had them. Look, bro. I had them all. <laughs> I had them all. That works. Somebody had oh. them. <laughs> My mom was like, are you getting these? I found them. <laughs> I, I traded for it. It was a chance of baseball cards. And, uh, yeah, I tra- traded my G.I. Joes for this guy here. Brand new. <laughs> no packaging. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you throw the package away in the store or on your way home? And well, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> look, I'm not going to say. I'm going to say if <laughs> I did, <laughs> the packaging was definitely left. In the store. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, In the toy aisle. It's the way that people uh, take take games now. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, You ever go to a store and like uh, like a Best Buy is a great place for that and you pick up a copy of the new hot game and you go, God damn, this feels light. And then you notice the bottom has a really tiny slit on it because somebody like slid it, squeezed the bottom and dropped the disc out. It's like, great. So yeah, Uh it's really easy to take the stuff and just leave the packaging where it was. (laughs) Still hanging on the shelf. You know, it's... it's really funny too because um, from that time when I was getting the transfer or you know whatever, 
then <laughs> years later, I end up working at Long's and then I'm upstairs in those rooms that had, cause you know, there was mirrors. If you can remember, Long's had mirrors like all the way around. Yeah. And a lot of those mirrors were, were, you know, where the, the security people could look down. And once I was actually up in those rooms, I was like, well, no kidding. No, you can see everything. And <laughs> like, we, there were so many times that I've, I saw people shoplifting see them putting stuff in their purses or down their pants because they're looking around. They think that, you know, nobody's watching. You're looking directly at them. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, God. Ooh. Was like, <laughs> that was me. I'm just saying. Nobody cared. Uh, I'm just saying. I got really lucky for a long time. No, that's not right. I'm saying <laughs> if I did happened to get lucky for a long time that's what it was when it had happened because i know for me a young 12 year old kurt when i did get busted that was the first time i had ever done it <laughs> they oh, got man. me on my then i did it i mean I, I, there was probably other people doing it for years but when i did it for the first time i got caught <laughs> And they called the police, and I was, it was, they're like, yeah, we're going to have to call the police, and have juvenile detention have to come and get you. And I was like, I don't care, yeah, I'll do what you got to do, whatever, I'm OG. And they were like, yeah, we're going to have to call your mother. No, don't call my mom. <laughs> what was that, uh, do you remember Whatever what you that did. last Transformer was? Do you remember who it was that got you uh, busted? Um, it was it was uh, Ravage, Laserbeak, and Rumble. No, dude, the smallest the, possible the, ones. <laughs> yeah, it, it was because I went too. I went too big. I was like, if I had yeah. just got ravaged, I would have been good. But I had to go back, and now my partner was having a problem getting whatever he was getting, and I'm like, let's go. And he was taking so long, and I was like, mm. man, I got ravaged already. Boom! All right, they went back. Laser big, got him. All right, man, I'm about to get all the tapes. They got all the tapes. I got to get all the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, and uh, they went and they got the packaging. Thing. I had to take I had to take pictures, and I had all four of them. <laughs> it was like the bad Christmas photo because <laughs> I'm crying like a little bitch. <laughs> and I got four packages with the tapes, and I'm crying, and I'm holding toes, and I'm <laughs> like, this is what I got. <laughs> If anyone has access to this Polaroid picture of Cool Water Kurt, age nine, Brian Snot Bubbles, I'm sure, holding Transformer tapes in his hand in the long back room, please, for the love of God, send that. I say, please do not send that nowhere. The retro nerds. That was my. And, nice. the, and the worst part is I was like 12, <laughs> 12 or 13, uh, crying like a little, like a little Briz Nitty. I was like, they're going to take me to juvenile hall. That dude was trying to do everything he could to scare us. And my boy Mark, he was being stone-faced. He didn't care. And I was like, man. And then they were like, well, we're going to call your mom. I'm like, please don't call my mom. My brother answered the phone, and he was like, this is detective, blah, blah, blah. I need to speak to And he was like, so mom said she'll call you back, and he hung up the phone. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> no. I had to call. I was like, "Boom, go get mom. This is dead, Kurt, man. I'm in trouble. Mom, gotta come get me." 
And then she was like doing something that she doesn't normally do. She was like at her girlfriend's house playing cards or something. So Bone had to go to the girlfriend's house. Hey, Ma, you got to go. Kurt got arrested. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she didn't have a, and then the guy was waiting because then Ma, cause Ma didn't have a whip. So she had to walk yeah. from the house too long. <laughs> yeah. From East Tabor. Yeah, that's a long From East Tabor all the way to Travis Boulevard to get me. And she was so hot. She was so hot, she didn't even want to talk to me. Now, my mom would talk. Like, that was her. What? Like, I would rather take a beating from my mom with the belt than have her talk to me for four hours. Because that's all she would do. She would just talk at you, and there was nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. You just had to sit there and take it. Stuck. And that was the worst because it was it blocked up your day. <laughs> I can't go do nothing. And yeah, I, I walked several times being uh, in the threshold of the house on the way out. <laughs> she just put out the door and she's got us hemmed up in the doorway like, and another thing. And I was like, oh, shit, we're trying to get to a party. Uh, Sharon, can we go? <laughs> it's, no. like, it's, like, uh, it's like when you're, you know, like sometimes when you're in church and you feel like the preacher is about to say, all right, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, and then he goes into another. And then thank you, God, Lord, for doing it. And you're like, oh, oh, I thought the amen was about to come. Look, I'm getting a crook <laughs> in my neck, Pastor. Can we, can we wrap this up? That, I'm uh, saying, I got Got some sinning to do. Let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, man, she doesn't say nothing to me. Nothing. The long walk. Me, Mark, cause Mark's mom, they couldn't get a hold of him, but they they released Mark to my mom because it was like, look, he's my friend, we're neighbors, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I'll make sure. She was so mad. And she walked, I remember she walked with her arms crossed the whole way home. Mad. Hmm. Just walk, and walked ahead of us like a, a nice, good eight to ten paces ahead of us. <laughs> Walking, <laughs> kids in the back. You want to be try not face. Yeah, got to the house. Go in your room. Don't say nothing. Go in your room. My brother. Little B1, trying his best to smuggle me in food and stuff, contraband, to my room, because I was on lockdown. Man, I was on a 22-hour lockdown shoe program. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was locked down. I don't remember. It must have been summertime, because I did not get to go nowhere. I was stuck in the room. Uh, Ma, can I go to the bathroom? No! <laughs> Can I get something to eat? No. Because I would open the door and leave my head down and all. Oh, mommy. I've been in here for far too long. <laughs> it was probably an afternoon and it felt like days. <laughs> yeah. No, it was days. So I said all that to say, yeah, I had all the Transformers. So I don't know where you was going. But how come you couldn't get them? <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had Jazz. I had Bubble Bee. I had Optimus Prime. <laughs> I didn't have the trailer. I I did not have the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Now my pants. (laughs) But I had (laughs) options. Some of us had to wait till Christmas. And you know what I just remembered? I remember my uncle got me a um, a GoBot. 
whatever the uh, gray the gray yeah. button was. GoBots, I had that. Cool. There was only one place in town we can get GoBots on the corner of East Tabor, like right behind where Jack in the Box is. There was a little Hello Kitty store, a little Chinese yep. like boutique, and they, yeah, they had a whole bunch of girl stuff whole bunch of Hello Kitty this and whatever, 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 all over. But they had one case that had GoBots and, and other die-cast metal kind of toys. But, yeah, one little case. And I was like, but it was in a case that was like, you can't touch these. <laughs> it will help you. You want to look at the GoBots. You look at the GoBots, put it back in the case. It was really hard to get GoBots. <laughs> you had to come in there with cash. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! Taking your word, shit. The only one that I ever got—I don't remember his name—but it was—it was a motorcycle. I want to say it was like a red and white, an orange and white motorcycle. That was the leader of the bad guys. That was Psy Kill. Psy Kill, yeah. Wow, I—I—I I, I had him. That's the only one that I had. That was wow, a cool Psy Kill. Oh, the GoBots, they were always yeah. so, uh, they, they didn't have a whole lot of transforming action. And I didn't really like their cartoon, but they were still fun to play with because you could integrate them with Transformers at least. You know, pretend they were some of the little guys <laughs> and, or whatever. Well, and the, and the right. best part about them is that I remember they were die-cast metal where Transformers were like plastic. Transformers were, uh, were mostly metal too. back then, though. Now they're plastic. Like, I still have my Optimus where, where Prime, and his ass is made of metal except for his legs. Yeah, I know that uh, your kids have some transformers now, and they're they're pretty plastic. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't <clears> trust throat> the new ones. They they made the transforming actions way more complicated than they used to be, and the things they are really are. Man, my kid has this dinosaur thing, and I'm like, I can't do it, Daddy. Fisher, I can't do it, man. Exactly. We should have uh, we should have got this one. <laughs> what is the age on this one? Fifteen and up? Jesus Christ! This is not the kids. Yeah, because I remember like back with the original ones, like, you could go to your friend's house and transform all of their shit without even having the instructions. And, you know, he's like, oh, it's, you know, now it's like you know, it's yeah. like putting together Lego. You need a twenty-seven page manual to get through, halfway through. You know? <laughs> that is real. You have to follow the directions. We've gone rogue. Yep. Oh, what the hell is this? I play with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I had one buddy that had a bunch of uh, awesome uh, stuff from Korea. And um, <clears throat> being half Korean, I think his mom was from there. His dad would go, or his mom would go at intervals and bring him shit back. And he had the coolest fucking toys. I think he had an Ultraman. Yeah. And uh, he had the Five Lions. He also had the... Uh, Is that a... The 20 cars. They are, but out of curiosity, are you talking about uh, Malcolm's daddy? Yep. And, uh, man, he had, a, he had a bunch of cool shit. He was, the, he was the youngest kid I knew that was into Prince. Prince was cool. That's weird to be in the fourth grade and into Prince. <laughs> no, it wasn't back then, though. It was this day we were back on 83. 83 was the year of Michael Jackson and Prince. Were, and Prince really took off on 84. But, uh, I mean, we had 1999 was pretty popular. I had that album when I was eight or whatever in 1982. But I only listened to the singles. I didn't get into the songs that I probably shouldn't have been listening to at that age. 
Right. He, I remember he yeah. had that album before 1999, the one where Prince is on it. It's in like black and white or something. Yeah, and he's like shirtless. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he had was, that on record. There was a lot of the, those early ones that we didn't know about. 83 and 8383 actually my birthday they uh they did a, a prince did a concert in minneapolis at at first avenue which they filmed and recorded and maybe i think four out of the eight tracks or four out of the nine tracks on purple rain were basically from that live performance wow so, so a lot of that album and movie therefore it's live with overdubs but they they you know that was basically his moment of all right here it goes we're going to take it from you know, I've had a couple of top ten singles to I'm going to be the biggest thing in the fucking world.
doubt. Yeah, that's where he started chasing Michael right there at that point because the Thriller video came out yeah. right around that same time and <laughs> debuted, you know, first time that ever showed, and that changed everything too. Because you know, that a it scared the crap out of me at the age that I was, eight or whatever. I was like, whoa, you know, werewolves and shit. But uh, <laughs> but that changed the way they made music videos for the next twenty years. You know, until they stopped yeah, making them all. Yeah, because I remember Thriller. Thriller was like a movie. A movie, like, yeah. It was like a yeah, it was like a whole thing. And then Mike Mike actually made a string of these really epic music videos. And you're right, a lot of people did follow suit. Uh, vi- movie uh, videos were really like either mock concert performances before then, you know? Right. It was like, that's what we're doing. And then it went to a whole thing. And yeah, an actual production. Yeah, and yeah, some of the some really of the stuff it led to was terrible cheese. Like uh, I'm thinking of Paula Abdul and uh, Keanu Reeves doing Rush yeah, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it led to some, <laughs> some cheese and some bullshit, but it also led to some really cool stuff. You know, and then November Rain. Yeah. Or how about uh, what was the uh, Michael Jackson that had Eddie Murphy in it as uh, Remember the Time or something? Oh, Remember the Time. I, I love remember that. The, I like that one. <laughs> But yeah, lots of all those videos, and, and, and the whole birth of of home video releases for music videos. You know, where you can start buying videos on on cassettes, uh, VHS tapes, and now there's you know you can get everything you want on any format you want because bands preserve all that shit now. So uh, you know, it was a change yeah. for the whole industry where like not only do we now have this thing that's essentially a big advertisement, but we can charge people for this advertisement. <laughs> You know, people will pay us to bring this advertisement uh-huh. into their homes and keep it there. You know, oh, yeah. That was a shift. That, again, though, it, it led to the current music industry, which might as well not exist unless you're, like, one of three people. Let me get Yeah. Well, the, the three Beyond people are, are actually old men that run the, the three remaining companies. But, uh, yeah, if you want to name three artists, Beyonce is definitely one. Pretty much, be, if, you're, if you go Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Kanye, and Kim, you've pretty much locked the whole entertainment industry no. down. And that that's is crazy. really, really oh, yeah. sad. <laughs> Somebody it needs is. to send, like, KRS-One I mean, down there to beat it's them good. down. Well, it's here in the sense where you where you think about the young hustler and he's talking about I'ma rule the world. Everybody wants you to rule the world until you do. And then we're like, oh, so this is the world that you're ruling? Uh, 
Oh, I get, oh, I loved it. <laughs> Not uh, a fan. And yeah. most of these guys that we're thinking of here, they start out, you know, street level, broke as shit, and start writing rhymes. And they come up and they get famous and well known, right. and get, they get to that level, and then they get paid, and then they don't do any of the shit they said they would do when they got paid. They just turn into rich people. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Because sure. like, as soon as I, I got, got my protect, check, my I was gone. gone. I got to protect that's what I'm going to. I'll tell you right away. As soon as I get my money, fuck Fairfield, I'm out. <laughs> uh, man, I am out. Shit. I don't Fairfield. I ain't God, man, really. yeah. Let me get some money. <laughs> no, exactly. About to do me. But the idea, anyway, the idea of the people who, who would say, you know, we need to do, they need to fix this and fix that, and they're really militant about it on their rhymes. And then as soon as they get some money, they don't fix shit. They just go off and buy a fucking mansion and ignore everything again. You know, it's like, well, you're not really helping anything, right? Yeah, but I got a gold bullet. <laughs> exactly. Now, see, somebody like you know, that was only like Hammer or Vanilla Ice, they weren't rhyming about fixing shit anyway. You know. Yeah. So, right. so it goes, but like. You know, you look at Ice T. You're like, dude, you play a fucking cop. Take some of that money and fix that shit. You know, mm-hmm. or at least try. Oh well, <laughs> do what you do. Do what you do. Eighty three. The uh, the it was the end of Mash and Archie Bunker character because he it wasn't all in the family anymore. But that was the the shift over from the seventies. Died pretty much around right there. Yeah, that was the last holdouts. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the last episode of MASH, I think, was one of the first ones I even bothered to watch because I wasn't really a fan as a kid because kids don't like MASH. But, I uh, was not. Still am not. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I agree. But there's some funny... If they could make an, uh, you know, run that series and edit out all of the medical shit and just leave the jokes, I would probably like that. But it gets, I don't like the serious bits. But, uh, but I remember watching that, and it was like just the most depressing shit I'd ever seen at the age of eight, and I couldn't understand why anybody would care, let alone why it would have been the most you know watched thing in history at the time. I'm sure it's been surpassed right, right now. But, uh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't the general have a heart attack and die or something? Was that what happened on that? Show? What happened remember. on that show was the it was Hawkeye and his psychologist having discussions about things. And the main thing that I remember being horrible about that show is that uh, they were on a bus and it was Hawkeye and a bunch of like you know Korean refugees or whatever they were trying to save. And uh, mm-hmm. some lady had a had a baby that was crying, and uh, and the soldiers were going to find them and. something wrong with it it stopped making noise it just just stopped she she killed it she killed it she killed the chicken oh my god oh my god i didn't mean for it to kill it I, i i just wanted it to be quiet it was a baby. She she smothered her own baby. You son of a bitch! Why did you make me remember that? You had to get it out in the open. Jesus Christ! And then he was having you know he was having guilt over that at at the end of the series and shit. Like everything ended horribly. It was nothing good at all. Like wow, this is the most depressing shit ever, man. Why would you? Ugh. You know, and, but 20 million people watch that. You know, like, oh man, the downer. 
So, yeah, yeah so, I don't awful. know about all that, but uh, but then it led to the the season of ridiculous television that, that followed when they said, "Well, we're gonna you know, go away from all that serious stuff and go wacky." Uh, so yeah. we got the A team, and we got uh, you know Mr. Smith. Remember Mr. Smith? It was a it was a chimpanzee in a suit who became the president of the United States. Holy shit! Uh, I. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> Just kind of. That, that was only on for the one season. But honestly, a chimpanzee in a suit might be better than the people they're trying to elect right now, so that's not too bad. <laughs> oh, shit, we also hilarious. got uh, Auto Man that year. I mean, it was the, oh, oh, that show. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that it was show a, was a so guy cool. created by the computer that could do cool Tron-like effects and stuff, and he had that cursor that followed him around. Cursor, Cursor, yep. It was, it was Desi Arnaz Jr., right? Yeah. Was the guy. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my favorite show that year, I'm pretty sure. I loved that. And uh, they also Manimal they did Manimal. Manimal. Yep, that was the next. Manimal was the same time. The dude that could turn into, what, a panther and a, and a hawk or something? And something else, a snake. Yeah. Wasn't he only limited remember. to those three things? I'm not sure. I think the, probably the effects budget is what limited him to those three animals. <laughs> yeah. Very but uh, fuck yeah, man! I I loved uh, Auto Man. That was so good. <laughs> I, I I recently looked it up on YouTube, and it looks terrible. But I mean, back then, it was great. Yeah, it does look terrible because of you know it was TV budget in '83. But if you watch it, it's still it's cheesy, but it's still kind of entertaining. In that, like, yeah, I see why I like this at the time for sure. And, uh, and when those went away, this kind of breaks us to a different year, but Street Hawk was the same idea. Remember that one? Was Street Hawks? Street Hawk was, uh, was Rex Smith yeah, on a motorcycle that was doing stuff like Kit. Yep, I remember that. I do remember that. They were, they were doing these kind of shows for us back then, and they followed up that with Max Headroom. Everything was sort of like almost huh? cyber but not quite and kind of futuristic but not quite but it was not all, quite. all very bleak <laughs> you know the future didn't yeah. look like a happy place i remember liking that show but probably not really understanding it and not understanding um that it was um probably ch- tongue-in-cheek or something but still kind of serious but i don't know yeah. i think i i do remember liking it though and if you watch the first, uh, like the first two or three episodes of Max Headroom now, you'd be like, "Holy crap! Wow, were they? You know, they they sure had an idea that that kind of fell, you know, into place. You know, it was it was not only ahead of its time, but it was uh, they were seeing the future, basically. Yeah, like crazy. So yeah, if you get a chance, watch the like the, the I think the one of the first episodes is uh, Blipverse. I think it's about the, the the taking over the commercials and. Bryce, I understand you have some information regarding your Blipvert project, which might help explain the unfortunate um, accident in apartment 142 Zeta. I have a classified Rebus tape which recorded the incident during a routine two-way sampler at the time. It is a bit graphic, I'm afraid. Is there any way to explain this side effect? Oh, yes. It is rare, but explicable. See, the human body has millions of nerve endings. Each carries an electrical charge. Individually very tiny, but in combination, surprisingly large. 
Now, normal people just burn this off in exercise, but in inactive people, it sort of builds up. Now, because I designed blipvertisements to compress a 30-second advertisement into three seconds, it seems that the brain violently stimulates all of these nerve endings simultaneously. In some viewers, this seems to cause a short circuit throughout the body. In some particularly slothful, perpetual viewers literally explode. Pretty simple, really. Simple. It won't be so simple if news of this leaks out. My God. Come on, Ben. The only people that inactive are pensioners, the sick of the unemployed. I mean, who really cares? Bryce, is there any way to resolve this side effect? Well, that really isn't my problem. See, my brief was to find a way to compress ads to stop channel switching. I mean, I only invent the bomb, I don't drop it. <laughs> yes, well, unfortunately, Edison Carter nearly stumbled onto the incident. And if people knew about this... Well, then don't tell them. Well, thank you, Bryce. These blipverts can be big trouble. We cannot abandon blipverts. But conventional ads give viewers time to switch channels. We are the only channel with blipverts. We lose them and we lose the Zigzag Corporation to our competitors. And I do not intend to lose our major client. Edwards, ratings analysis, please. Overnight low at 115 million, high at 236 million. Projections are excellent. We're still top network. I intend to keep it that way. Damn. <laughs> that is pretty uh, spot on <laughs> for right now. Crazy. That was uh, 83, December 31st, was the first Mac ad on TV. Okay. The Macintosh was, was a, a thing that was coming out. I remember the... Uh, the commercial that year where they had the was the, the lady, it was doing the 1984 thing where she was swing, okay, swinging yeah, the yeah. hammer and throws it through the Big Brother screen. That was the, uh-huh. the birth of the Macintosh. And, uh, yeah, that was a freaking uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, exactly. You know, those things were around for, oh, man. You know, Macs were around for a good 20 years before the people went, oh, boy, these are awesome. You know, now they're a big thing. But, like, when we were doing music stuff in the, in the 80s and 90s, you were pretty much using Macs because PCs weren't going to do that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a business tool. It wasn't looked at as a consumer-friendly, this is the computer for people who don't like computers. It was, you know, a right. specific thing. And then they came out with those iMacs. And it was like, well, now they come in 14 rainbow colors. And suddenly it became a different thing. Yeah. Holy shit, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, it's funny when you, uh, like, looking back on the old shows and they have those, uh, those laptops. Like, in 1985, they had the, what, what did they call it back then? <laughs> it wasn't called a laptop, it was called something else. Oh, I can't the, Like the big portable computers that, like, folded into yeah. like a suitcase kind of thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. But uh, looking back on those, and they're you know kind of the same, kind of the same thing that we know now, but just they don't they, they don't look quite right. <laughs> yeah, watch uh, WizKids was also eighty three, and I was looking at some of that the other day, and the first thing I noticed upon watching an episode of WizKids is that the the girl that I thought was hot on Elf was actually on WizKids two years earlier, and I didn't know. So, oh, that Uh-oh. maybe I liked her from there first because I watched this too. But uh, all of the computer stuff on there looks so, you know, to kids now is like, what the hell is any of that? What's he doing there? You know, it doesn't even it doesn't even register as computer. You know, it's like, you know, floppy disks and all that kind of stuff. And the monitors yeah. are all all green and stuff. And 
you know, yeah. what's this? You know, my kid gets it because he's seen you know Apple IIs up in the up in the bedroom. But you know, for the regular audience, like ah, this doesn't make any sense. Like I'm sure they'll uh, have to redo board games. Again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Um, Whiz Kids. I'm I'm guessing that was a uh, what Smart Kids uh, detecting <laughs> right detecting yeah. show. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of remember that. It was a group of uh, you know, they had like the the nerdy kid with the glasses. They had the the black kid with the minor fro. They had the the goofy girl. Yeah. It was the usual team that they assembled for our shows back then. But uh, yeah, they're fighting crime using computers. All right. Um, shit was uh, what was the one with the um, freaking frack? What was that show? <laughs> I'm not sure if that came out in 83 or 86, the one with the, uh, oh, Misfits of Science. Okay, yeah, that was, uh, I think it was probably 85 or something like that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, that was the same idea. They, they, they had superpowers from science, though, right? Yeah, they had powers. That had, uh, that had Courtney Cox on it. Yeah, Courtney Cox is in that. And I just found out the other day that the guy that created that was the, or worked on it anyway, one of the guys from that was the guy that did Heroes. Which is kind of the same idea, right? Yep. <laughs> so, well, that was Heroes. Apparently, is Misfits of Science 2.0. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I didn't. I didn't really give this new incarnation of Heroes a chance. I watched probably three quarters of the first episode, and I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> I, I never really got into the old one but I heard that it was cool for like the first year or two and then it got weird so it's, it's still on the list of I should go back and watch those someday yeah maybe I mean I remember the first season being good the second season being alright and then jumping the shit out of a shark on the third season <laughs> mostly because of the writer strike I believe oh that's right that was going on then sure crazy yeah see they should have used that opportunity to give us another 1983 and put out a bunch of weird ass shows man <laughs> no yeah there you go could have had Al- alf again or something yeah that would have been good yeah project <laughs> alf oh they did a they did an alf movie later like in maybe 95 or something like that that was like because the the actual series ended on a cliffhanger nice nice job uh, Did he end up going to Melmac or something? I can't remember. He got caught, dude. The the people that he was trying to evade the whole time, the, the feds showed huh. up and took him away. Alf, someone's coming. Get back here. came back with the movie later on he was in captivity and they were testing him and doing all kinds of crap on him he was still alive though. That, they were treating him as a prisoner though like, that is, is uplifting crazy. i know <laughs> for a fucking goofy show that is terrifying like if i if they had done that they should have made that movie you know the movie came back and none of the original cast was there but alf they should have had him on a quest to go back and kill willie you know 
<laughs> you son Willing. of a bitch, you let him take me away. It's all your fault. You die, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I, I, almost like what a way to end a kid's show. <laughs> well, he, sorry, ah. oops, they got him. Fuck it. Let's go have dinner, kids. The government wins. <laughs> that was oh, uh, the same year that Mr. Hooper died, man. And they had to. Uh, yeah. Sesame Street covered the, you know, had to explain death to kids. Bert and Ernie had yeah. to talk about it and stuff. Well, gee, Bert, why is he dead, Bert? <laughs> we all die, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the, the, the whole vibe that year was, you know, endings and new beginnings. It was a very transitional year. I was just looking through the list of stuff, like, wow, you know. It was uh, also yeah. the Vanessa Williams was the first black Miss America. Yeah. Followed shortly by her being stripped of her crown, no pun intended, for being yeah. in a penthouse. Yeah. yeah. I remember knowing about that, but really not knowing why. Just <laughs> black people in my family being upset. <laughs> like, man, we can't have nothing. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> they yeah, took I, her crown. Oh, they did? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I remember that being big news and... uh I was like, well, can I see? <laughs> I was like, no. no. <laughs> I remember eventually seeing that. I think my older brother probably had it. I'm sure I oh, did see sure. it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have one of those. <laughs> so I, didn't, I probably saw it at some point later, but not, not at a time when I was interested. And not even because yeah. I was interested because I was, you know, in that, it was like eight or nine then. But it, it was just interesting because it was a big story and I wanted to see what they were talking about, you know. Yeah, I I remember being exposed to naughty stuff, <laughs> not as early as some people, but maybe it could have been too early for me. I don't know. I was probably ten. I think the naughtiest thing I could catch back then, and I've been watching these again lately too, and I go, wow, that really wasn't for eight year olds at the time. Was uh, do you remember Bizarre? It used to be on Showtime. Yes. Hell yes! And you could you could get just the right moment where it would go from the end of a joke into like some nudity, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh yeah! I definitely saw some boobs on Bizarre, and then was told to leave the room on numerous occasions. Right. I I uh, I had friends that had Showtime, and uh, yeah, I remember uh, seeing that. And I, I don't see just boobies as being too out of the ballpark of yeah. shit. It wasn't really, but, I mean, it wasn't explicit. Or it was hardcore yeah. pornography. No. Just some boob. And that's what I loved about um, um, Benny Hill. Right. Catching, uh, catching some boobies uh, on like PBS or something. I was like, what the <laughs> These goal? Are educational boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the things that fueled my, um, my, uh, I, I kind of like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say I love vintage, but I mean, I, I kind of have a vintage stuff has a soft place in my heart. The non enhanced, nice yeah, little right. saggy, you know, little sag to it, you know, it's real. Actual women. Yeah. You ever look at, uh, 
I, I saw some, I don't know what it was the other day, but it was like a retrospective of you know, Playmates or something. And it was showing some of the ones from like the 40s and 50s where like somehow they managed to like with the bras or whatever, they all had boobs shaped like torpedoes. You know, like, how the fuck were Pointy they doing hell. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, can you imagine them running that now? They'd have to airbrush it out and, you know, put a silicone thing in it. And all. it's like, nah, I don't know. I think I liked them better when they were all different and not as much when they're all the same. It, it kind of ruins the got to catch them all thing when they're all kind of clones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I was too old for Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, well, I told my kid this. He was talking about boobs. And I said, well, pretty much once you've seen some, you know, you, you, you've seen them all, but you're still going to want to see them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's an apt analogy. You just got to make sure, because you never know. There might be some different ones that we just don't know about, the alien boobs, the total recall tri-boob woman or something, but you, know, you. you got to look. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> some Captain Kirk-style green ones out there somewhere. I don't know. You got to see them all. The third, the the two nipples on one boob, like uh, what what Kevin Smith movie was that? Was that oh, uh, uh, Mall Rats? Yeah, Mall Rats. <laughs> Where it's like, the cool, finally deal. we get to see Terry from Three's Company naked, but there's a catch. <laughs> but I'm still into it. <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah, she was the least cool chick on that show, though. I, I, That's true. I went through that run recently, and I actually stopped at some of the. I just turned off like the last season. Ah, fuck it. I, yeah, you know, I liked Cindy the best, but nobody. She wasn't there very long. <laughs> oh yeah, Cindy. She was cute as hell, and I, I was always into Janet. I don't know why. I think Janet. To me, Janet was the cutest. Janet was. That's uh, back to the live run and Shirley. Janet First was season. obtainable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. First season, Janet. And she wasn't stupid like Chrissy. She was too right. too fucking dumb. You're like, okay, she's cute, but man, I wouldn't want to talk to her for more than 10 minutes. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I wasn't in the Chrissy at all, except those ditties. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's got to be something else. I mean, I know, I know you're saving it. Oh, I don't know. There's lots of other things. <laughs> Let's see what else in here is big... Uh, on the boob tip, that was the beginning of Nighttime Wheel of Fortune when everybody started getting into Vanna. That was exciting stuff. And the first, oh, the first Playboy I ever saw was that Vanna White issue, actually. The Vanna White issue, well, yeah. Um, she had a white dress on the cover? Uh, I think. I don't know if I had the cover, actually. I think I might have just had the issue. <laughs> Not had the... <laughs> don't need the rest of it. All I need is the insides. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those. It's like uh, yeah, that was left where I could accidentally get a hold of it. I'm sure it's, uh, you know, John's like, here's this. Now don't look at it. It's right here. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know, I used, to do that. I used to when he had a subscription. I'd like it'd come in and I'd get the mail and then I'd fucking literally like razor out two or three pages in the middle where you wouldn't maybe notice they were missing. <laughs> yeah, it had like just oh, yeah. a, a couple pictures that were stuck in a different book. You know. And I, some of those I have I never found. Like somewhere out there, there's a there's a, probably a treasury sized comic book that has like a whole bunch of pages in there that that somebody might <laughs> come across at a used bookstore one day. <laughs> that is old school, man. I mean, people talk about uh, what is it? Not forest porn, but uh, oh, right out in the woods. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't really have that, but we had uh, the equivalent because yeah, he used to bring home bags like, "Oh, I found this whole bag in the elevator machine room." And like, "Oh, well, uh, I'm not supposed to see that, but you're going to be gone all day Saturday." <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure that's how we came. We uh, came up with our porn cash, our porn cachet that we ended up having and getting in trouble for. Oh, a hundred percent. Now that was all. That was all stuff that uh, came from there. Except there might have been the one I got from TC in there. Mm-hmm. But other than that, was just a Playboy. But, uh, but and I'm, I'm sure I contributed something because uh, shit. My my brother, he had yeah, there was some, his own There was some penthouse that came from somewhere that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the uh, the thing that. Uh, that fucking penthouse form or whatever, the little digest thing that was yep, that really those pissed were Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting pissed yep. off about that. He's like, are you guys taking drafting classes? And I'm like, well, yeah, actually I am. Why? She's like, well, it sounds like you're trying to do something with a penthouse. I'm like, oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, not, not so much that I'm going to be in yep. trouble, but now you're going to take them away and I'm going to have to start over. To let it off, white suburban teens are y'all assuming I'm soft. Life in Northern California ain't no cup of tea. Don't smell no apple pie, no motherfucking MB. Just me and my homies rolling round the bay. Teenage responsibility don't give us time to play. It's like I'm living at home with all these fucking rules. Like, get your ass out of bed and don't be skipping no school. Yeah, right, I've heard that story like 52 times. And every time you say that shit, I say like 52 rhymes. Stop repeating yourself and maybe think. Things will get done. Stop wasting all your breath. Quit yelling at yourself. You stay the fuck out my room. That is my personal space. When you tell your mind you gotta have a poker face, and don't overreact, or you'll set off a red flag. And then she'll find the treasure in the Green McGregor book bag. Seriously, we you know how long it took us to build this. Uh, That's why right. yeah. we we built it stronger and better. <laughs> <laughs> yep and then uh that was probably around the time we actually started having uh movies yeah well, that came in with Actual that mo- <laughs> yeah i had uh i had found one once that i had seen but i didn't i didn't keep it or anything but he had the access to the uh the metal box in fred's closet there or whatever yes though it's funny like i watched uh I found the one tape, my barely labeled tape. Says, "What's this?" And I said, "Oh shit, this is my old porn tape." You know, and I put it in, and it said, uh, "It was the one that Pat had made for." May probably made the same dub for several people, but it was funny because watching the scenes, like, "Okay, this is cool. This is cool." And as soon as there was a blowjob, he would go into fast forward scan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Uh, I okay, remember well, that. he doesn't like this part and doesn't want us to watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You do it. Like, Unless there's, so I'm not watching this. That was his his thing. Apparently, it's okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tape. I'm like, holy shit! I forgot all about this high speed stuff. <laughs> oh my god! And it has that is the, the the Miss Cho video on there with the dude, uh, he, like 
yeah, shaking it off in the champagne glass and shit, and then they throw that oh cake, yeah cake on that chick for some reason. It's like what is what the fuck is this movie? You know? Yeah. At least it didn't I, have I any dogs. Remember. I don't know. Fuck. Oh god. <laughs> Never watched Sex dogs World. Tapes. Sex <laughs> World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's the shit that makes an impression on you. Huh? We never did actually see that movie. I bet you it's out there somewhere to find now. <laughs> yeah, we just saw the preview for it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, as far as the internet goes, you know, there's a, every porn in the world, but I don't think there's a whole bunch of places that stash the old stuff. I mean, I always see new. There's always a wealth of new material, but it's somewhere there must be a '70s stash where it's like, you know, all that shit that nobody really wants to see at the moment, anyway. Definitely. But it'll come yeah. back around. They'll be back to the 70s at some point in the future or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything old will be new again. Like, um, uh, oh, the slalom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, I, I want to find this one that this guy that I worked with at Albertsons made for me. He was like, man, you got to see this. And I, I think he had it queued up to the scene where he let me borrow it or he gave me a dub of it or something. He was, there was this part where uh, there's a gangbang scene. There's four white guys banging a white chick, and then there's a black guy, in the, like, in the corner. That's me in the corner. And at some point, they go, hey. One of the guys goes, hey, let the black guy get some. Then <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and does this thing. Oh, my God. I think I, I laughed for days. <laughs> and then every, every, time I, every time he would see me, he would be like, hey, let the black guy get some. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. That's funny, though, because uh, if you think about it, back in, the, in those days, you didn't see that a lot like wow that was a that was a kinky thing to have the the interracial going on you know like wow that was unusual in 1970 whatever or 80 even you know now that wouldn't even nobody would blink an eye it's just always there it's just how yeah. much times have changed to, to where that that was a taboo thing at the time man shit oh yeah white chicks black dicks <laughs> <laughs> Oh when, man! Back when porno comics were a thing, I suppose they still are somewhere, but that's now there's no point, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the top shelf. Oh boy, kids don't know how good they have it now. I read some of that, uh, like the cherry and stuff like that later. Is it on. even any good? No, it's fucking stupid. We would have been disappointed. Wow. No. I mean, there's a couple that were interesting. And it's like, okay, I see where, like, there's basically an Archie parody, but it's dirty. But then right. it just branched out into its own thing where it was just dirty to be dirty. And it, eh. I think I read, like, about mm. five or six of them and went, okay, I get the idea. There's, like, 300 issues, you know? Mm. Like, I'm good. This is all I needed. So but, not even clever, just dirty for dirty's sake, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, obviously, I can't speak for the whole run, but the ones that I saw was not. It was nothing. I was like, man, I wish I'd have had these. Yeah, and I I was always intrigued by uh, that stuff like the Freak Brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, um, now that one was never read I, I got uh, I got a whole run of those somewhere for like twenty bucks one day. I said, All right, I'll check these out. And uh, those were mm -hmm. actually pretty funny. I mean, it's you know it's 
it's drug humor basically and there's a little bit of sex in there but it was you know there were jokes that were character based and not just thrown in there to, to be jokes you know right but, uh, but as far as most of those yeah the adult comics they're you know they were really more juvenile than the comics that we were reading <laughs> <laughs> that's funny they, they were probably just supposed to appeal to uh, that younger mind and not an actual adult mind. That's, that's uh, probably for sure. it. For sure. What's more adult, Fritz the Cat or Watchmen? <laughs> you know, and which one were we allowed to buy? Uh, right. Oh man, my older brother told me that uh, um, he remembered watching Fritz the Cat at a shit too young to be watching it. Like our mom took him to see it, thinking it was <laughs> like a cartoon. And they were at a drive-in watching Fritz the Cat, and he was like, what is this? <laughs> this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got a copy of that one. After, after it had been legendary for like 20 years or whatever, I said, well, let me see if this is what this is all about. And I go, wow, that's, uh, yeah, it was, that's like really trippy and weird, but I don't know if I would have even cared when I was eight. Everything. Yeah. No. A lot of that shit is, though, from that, that era for sure. Uh, this, that was like 72, 73 and it was about 75 when stuff started to calm down a little bit uh, yeah and there's a, there was a movie oh. that I have the, the trailer for and, uh, and it's like I bet you they don't have that one on Blu-ray but uh, Paramount Pictures in like 1975 or 6 released a movie called The Legend of N-Word Charlie except they didn't say N-Word <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody warned the West. Duggan Charlie ain't running no more. If he sets one foot on this property, Duggan Charlie will came, 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 came. The legend of Duggan Charlie. I'm like, what the fuck? The, the trailer is like, what? You know, it's like, it's like a, a, a blazing saddles turned sideways or something. But uh, wow, I said, wow, that was the, the title of a film released in theaters in America at that time, man, in our lifetime. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that, that's crazy. I remember um, actually going to the movie theater and watching, um, what do you call it, um, Song of the South. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I, it had a it had a re-release in like eighty one or eighty two or something like that. Yeah, that's when and, I saw it too. Yeah, and then uh, and I, I actually remember liking the movie. You know, you don't understand that it's like wildly wildly inappropriately racist when you're watching it. But yeah. I was like, hey, what do you do? Yeah, I'd have to see it now to see really what the fuss is because I I didn't pick up on it then either for sure. Yeah, I didn't. I know there's, I there's a lot of the, you know, like he talks a lot like uh, like Jim from no. Huck Finn and stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, as far as that's somewhat an accurate representation of that era, again, I was like, well, that's not necessarily right. racist. That's just somewhat inappropriate today. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's kind of like the, uh, the, whoever they were, the teachers that made the books uh, kind of making slavery seem like you know, then they were helping out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they liked it <laughs> yeah I saw that a couple of weeks ago like whoa okay uh, then yeah. yeah 
And you know, this, like, I suppose to some degree, like I mean, the ones who were, you know, they, they was working for Thomas Jefferson or something. Well, I'm sure they did have it okay, but they still would have rather not been doing that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm in the house and everything. It's all good, but shit, <laughs> I'd rather be in my own shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rather than getting raped by Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> George Jefferson is a direct descendant of Thomas Jefferson, damn it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> oh man. All right, let me get let me get one more before I sign off. What's uh what's a good eighty three? Here we got Inspector Gadget for the first time. There we go. There we go. Go, go, gadget that. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. I loved the uh, the animation. Um, it was almost Japanese, but not quite. It was like made right. by Korean artists or something at that time, and yeah. But uh, and it had uh, Don Adams, so it was basically the Get Smart cartoon. Adam. Yeah, there you go. I loved Get Smart. Um, I tell you what, um, it was frustrating having to deal with all of uh, you know. Inspector Gadget's stupidity, but and then him accidentally doing something right, but ultimately Penny and Brain being the brains behind the whole operation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'll get but you next still. time, Gadget. Next time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, not and uh, horribly uh, done in the the movies, the the movie and the subsequent sequels were awful. Yeah, they, they, it would have been an okay movie if it wasn't based on something I liked earlier. But yeah, they changed it right. too much. I mean, Matthew yeah, Broderick they, was okay. You know, I didn't even see the second one. But, yeah. Uh, but it's just I think like, it was. It needed to French be Don Adams, movie. damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Don Adams or someone actually doing a Don Adams impersonation yeah. as a... Uh, you know, as Inspector Gadget. But, yeah, Matt Broderick was a a decent gadget, but still. Um, oh, God, it was just so stupid. Uh, I think that I started to really like that that cartoon after it had been out a while, because at first I wasn't too into it, but uh, it, it caught on pretty quickly. And at some point, I remember much a couple of years later, because uh, people used to do that, you know, inspector gadget thing a lot about a lot of things. And the first time a girl ever like showed me her her stuff, she did that, took her pants off, and said, dun, 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 "Inspector gadget." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> what? That's awesome." <laughs> I did not, however, inspect her gadget. So, you know. but it was it was. Uh, I, I suppose the opportunity was there, and I believe what I did was I went out of my room and said, "Mom." <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're eight or whatever. You know, you know what the fuck? Put your, oh. put your shit on. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. I was. And then later, when she was 15, couldn't get those fuckers off. Two fifty-two.
I'm Donna. Pull yourself together.